Welcome to the first ever edition of the Food is Life podcast or the unnamed podcast with me, Jambo and Steph. Nailed that. Uh, so we're going to do a quick introduction, starting with the star of the show. Oh, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, my name is Steph and I do run Food is Life, which is an online nutrition coaching business. So just a little bit of background about me, you probably don't want to know too much, um, but I have a master's degree in sports nutrition. So how I got there, um, rerun back to when I was 18, I obtained a tennis scholarship to a university in the States where I played tennis whilst um, doing two degrees, two degrees in sports science and human communication. So that is me. And now obviously I work with clients um, on a day-to-day basis. I run a lean bean course, which is an eight week weight loss course. And that's all I'm going to say because we don't want to be here all day. Okay, what about uh, your relationship with food, Steph? My relationship with food has been, it's not been a roller coaster, but I would say I've also been through the chicken, broccoli and rice phase. I think most most coaches have been there. No, I know, I got a, a disappointed look from Jambo. Yeah, no. um, but I think we all have to go through these. I'm now at a point where I'm balanced. Um, I live my life, I enjoy my life. You'll hear me a lot talk about a lot, the 80-20 rule, and basically being on this planet, food serves me to live a happy, healthy, fulfilled life, I would Brilliant. say. Okay, so Steph took up most of our two-minute introduction <laughs> time, so I'm going to have to be quick. Um, I'm Jambo. I've had over 10 years' experience in a gym environment. Um, I currently work out of complete performance um, doing coaching. Uh, but, yeah, that's a short and sweet. My relationship with food has been, again, like Steph, I've been through those phases of chicken, broccoli and rice at six o'clock in the morning before shift and drinking and not having moderation, but I've bounced back and um, now have a healthy relationship with food. Um, still on the journey. We think it's healthy, right? Well, <laughs> is five Kit Kats for breakfast healthy? You decide. So. <laughs> so, today's question, uh, today's podcast is, would you rather take a magic pill or go through the struggle to achieve your goals. Uh, now, this is something we're directing towards, say, for example, weight loss. Steph, Love it. thoughts? So my initial thoughts when you ask me that question, Jambo, is fundamentally, I think when people first initially want to lose weight, um, they'll take the magic pill mm-hmm. every time. And then my thoughts as time goes on with experiences of like, who I've worked with and stuff is the realisation that hard work is obviously a massive part of it and it's learning to love the journey. Mm-hmm. That's my first initial thoughts on it. I um, So I actually did this as an Instagram story and um, we had some interesting, actually quite a lot of people voted on this. I do think initially that people would take a magic pill. I think if anyone had the opportunity to have a goal given to them they'd probably take it but i think it's probably the journey that people actually like the success and then the saying is harder the climb better the views so i think if everyone had the magic pill and had the opportunity just to achieve their goals like that it wouldn't make it as special but the question (laughs) is like people that want to lose weight they're in a place of almost desperation Mm -hmm. and putting in the hard work they know is going to take time it's going to take consistency mm-hmm. and well most people a lot of people don't realize how much time and stuff is going to take i don't know i just think a lot of people initially want would take the magic pill my thoughts on this is and 
I mean, you've dealt with a lot of people in the sort of losing weight sort of sector. Um, so people I've worked with in the past at the gym that have previously wanted to lose weight, what comes with it as well is a lot of mental baggage with it. Usually there's a driving factor of why people are so determined to lose weight, whether it's because, you know, it crept up on them overnight or they've always battled with their weight issues or mm. and all of a sudden something's happened in life. And if the magic pill was given to them and they could take that opportunity, they wouldn't grow to learn. And I, I think the journey in itself gives you more than just weight loss. You start to learn how to have a better relationship with food. You have a better understanding of allowing yourself to have the foods that you enjoy and not restricting yourself. That in itself is a huge part of the process. Oh, 100%. Mm. Um, don't get me wrong. Obviously, there is no quick fix. There is no magic pill. Otherwise, we'd be very, very rich people right now. <laughs> but I think, yeah, as you say, it's once people get to the point where they're like, right, I know I've got to put in the hard work. I've got to put in the consistency. Let's be in this for the long run. Um, and I've seen it, as you say, like with lots of my lean beans and clients and stuff, It's it doesn't just become about the weight loss anymore. It's mm-hmm. about the life change. It's about sleeping better. It's about managing stress i've had clients that have changed jobs clients that have quite frankly changed relationship um deciding who their friends are who their friends aren't and this literally all comes out of just losing some body fat but it's not just losing body fat i think we um as a society we use food as a a comfort blanket we comfort eat it's i mean it's notorious and i think especially at the moment or society we live in with social media and people comparing themselves to others and i think we're getting to a bit of a vicious cycle and i do think that a lot of people do turn to food. So like you said, some people, when they go through the journey, might change their job, they might change their relationship, Mm -hmm. friendships, because previously they've been using food as a source of comfort to maybe you know hide the fact that they're they're unhappy in their job or not happy at home or unhappy in their friendships or i mean you can look at it too as ultimately like we talk about changing friendships right mm-hmm. and i mean i know that sounds extreme but you gotta think you are like the five people that you surround yourself with the most yeah classic mm-hmm. so if you're surrounding yourself with people that go mm-hmm. out boozing every weekend they want to eat out five times a week and i'm not saying that that's wrong but is that right for you is that what you want and if let's say someone an individual is putting on weight and they don't feel very good they're not sleeping well they're you know they're then more stressed it's becomes the vicious cycle of look maybe these aren't the people that are i need in my life yeah. right now positive influences no 100 yeah. yeah people can have like a a detrimental effect on you through it's almost like a negative reinforcement yes i i do think that we as a society not just in general not even just in weight loss terms is that look life is hard life is hard work and if you want anything that's worth having is going to take time it's going to take effort because look these things don't just happen usually on a general scale a lot of people don't just i don't say most a lot of people don't just maintain their body weight you have to think about it to an extent. And then that you put on a pound, two pounds, one every year, it then builds up, you get to 50 and you're a couple of stone overweight. Look, it's then you got to put in some hard work, sister, brother. I've got a question for you, Steph. Go on. Okay, so you've been doing this for a long time. How long have you been doing this for? Four years now. Oh, it wasn't my question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you've been doing this for four years. You obviously worked with a lot of people. Can you think of examples that come to mind? Obviously, you don't have to say names, mm. but examples come to mind where people have maybe gained more from the journey than the actual, say, end product in itself. So, without being too broad, I'd say there's not many people that I've worked with that lose weight and that's the only thing that they've changed. It's if I was to, without thinking of specific examples, as a generalization, everyone that I've worked with, 
say everyone, I'm being uh, generalizing again, but I'd say most people that I've worked with are happier people. Yeah. And yes, obviously that comes from losing the body weight, losing the body fat, but you're happier because you're happier in your own skin. You feel more in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes from, like you've talked about, like the journey, like the hard work. And it's mm-hmm. all part of, you know, you've, you know, you've put in the hard work. Your journey is therefore, sorry, your end goal is therefore more Absolutely. meaningful. Yeah. There's the word. Um, now, exercise and uh, nutrition mm. don't have to be mutually exclusive. To lose weight, you do not have to exercise. I'm not saying that by any means. Um, <laughs> You've I, been listening to me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah before I start this story. Um, but I can think of a chap, let's call him Steve, who this is going back about 10, 11 years ago now. He was one of my PT clients. And just seeing his like uh, attitude completely change towards I can remember he was very unconfident coming to the gym because he was so aware of his weight. Um, he used to play football and he'd stopped playing football and he fell out of love with watching football because he, he couldn't do it anymore. Um, his job he found really stressful and his way of coping with the stress from his his job was to eat, drink. He'd admit to me that he'd go out and have 20 pints at a weekend. Oh, good lad. Yeah, fair yeah, and, and when I started working with him, again, exercise and, and weight loss aren't mutually exclusive, but he got moving a bit more. He started thinking more about his food, making the right decisions, and just slowly to see him transform from, because um, he was an overweight gentleman, and he just slowly transformed. And over sort of six to nine month period, uh, he lost a load, a load of weight and started falling in love with football again, actually watching football. And it sounds ridiculous, but when you can't do a sport, sometimes it's, it's hard to watch that sport because, mm. you know, even though you're not going to be playing in the Premier League, but sometimes, you know, it reminds you of that that thing. So he started joining, uh, he joined a five-side team. He made new friends, mm. new positive friends, started making the right decisions. All of a sudden, um, he was less stressed at work because he was exercising more. Um, and it has like a, a knock-on effect and it can just be the small, small changes. But, but, but from the start to the end product, he made so much progress, but it wasn't just about the weight loss. It was the mental stuff, and it was just—it was a dominoes effect through his whole life. His is even how he like he—he's his relationship with his wife. He said it improved so much more because he was less stressed at work. He felt a bit better. Mm-hmm. He was eating better. He wanted to cook more. He started cooking more for her, and it just—it was a dominoes effect. Now, obviously, nothing's as black and white as that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a lovely story, and, and that brings me to answer your question earlier as well. Another one is there's a few individuals in specific that I can think. You look at their transformation pictures. So I every client that I work with, I encourage them, shall we say, to take before pictures because it's very easy to forget where you've come from, which is another good topic, mm-hmm. I think. Um, take the before pictures. Eight weeks later, 12 weeks later, a year later, you've then got a second picture. Mm-hmm. And there's some clients, look at the difference in their posture. Like the, when I talk about confidence and happiness, look at how different they stand um, before you'll be. Yeah. And, <laughs> I was just putting it on my face so everyone can see that. <laughs> Sometimes the before and after pictures as well, something you can really see is yeah. people really light up as well. Like before, mm. if you take a before picture, you're thinking, oh, Christ, like I've got to take a picture of me and face reality almost. Yeah. And then it's quite daunting. But then I always say to people, take a before and after picture. Don't say it to them, obviously, at the time. But when they take their after picture, I say, look at your face, your posture, and mm. just are you feeling a bit more confident about yourself? Yeah, and all the clients that don't want to take a picture, when, and it's fair enough if you don't want to, but I always say, I promise you, I promise you, you'll be grateful mm-hmm. for that picture. And it's even down to the point of, look, the reality is sometimes the scales aren't going to change for 
weeks. They're not yeah. going to change for a month or two. But you take that before you take that picture before the month and after the month. Let's see your shape. Yeah, I've actually had some of your people come up to me in the gym and say, "Oh, like I don't really feel like the scales are changing too much." Yeah, I often say, "Yeah," but the scales might not be changing too much. But yeah. do you close a bit better? Do you, do you feel more confident? Do you? Yeah. yeah, and again, a whole other topic, but the scales. Yeah. Love it, love it. But yeah, it's it's a funny old journey, the weight loss journey. And it's, you start, a lot of people start in a very hard place. Mm-hmm. I want to say dark place, but that's the wrong word. And it's a lot of people that come to me or ask me questions are almost, well, they're just very unhappy with how they look, how mm-hmm. they feel. And it's, but it's such a rewarding journey, like as we're saying. it's Yeah, it's like almost being at the bottom of the hill. I think people want to climb the hill, but sometimes when you're at the bottom of the hill and you're looking up, it is quite a daunting task and you think, oh, I've got to go all the way to the top. Yeah, but the magic pill is not going to put that massive big smile on your face like the whole journey and going through the ups and downs because there's going to be ups and downs. Oh, for sure. There's lots of ups and downs. It's never straight lines. No, but as long as you get there in the end and you will, if you're working with the right people, surrounding yourself with the right people, and that's what it's all about. True that stuff. Now, question for you. If you had the opportunity to take a magic pill... <gasps> so i think this is a good question in terms if i can relate it to anything in terms of business right Mm -hmm. so it's not any secret that i want world domination okay world nutrition domination i want everyone to hear my message loud and clear all over the world if i could take a magic pill and get there would i take it or do i put in the graph now which i think it's fair to say i do from let's look we're four years in I've learned a lot in these four years. I have grown a lot in these four years. Um, I'm obviously not a different person, but I'm a I'm, I'm a different person, to be fair, business-wise, from when I started this. Um, I obviously know a lot more. No, I wouldn't take the magic pill if I'm being 100% honest with you, because when I get there, it could be five years, it could be 10 years, it could be 15 years from now, it could be tomorrow, hopefully. But it will make the success the fact that I can help that many people and it's not just been given to me on a plate. Yeah, I would. Through that. I'm just going to balance out the podcast and say, I'll take the magic pill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steph. So, um, a, lot so- of, a lot of people who would choose the magic pill, um, obviously they're looking for quick fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is very common with yo-yo dieters. <sighs> it really is. Uh, what I want to know from you is what advice would you have to people that are continuously yo-yo dieting yeah. and, and perhaps would say, I'll take the magic pill? Oh, this is a good, this is a it's, powerful one. It is. Gets me this one. So people that yo-yo diet, mm-hmm. right, they have failed and failed and failed over and over again. This could be five years. This could be 20 years. This could be 30 years mm-hmm. that they failed. They start a new diet they have motivation, they get on with it for a bit, they fail, give up, start, fail, fail, fail. fail. And they look at dieting, they look at losing weight as negative. Mm -hmm. And it's now become a thing where they actually wonder, these individuals, if they ever will be successful, because Mm -hmm. all they know is failure. Um, And the one thing I would say to this individual is, you are not alone, for one. This is a massive portion of the dieting population are yo-yo dieters and we need to strip it all back diet from a place of love and when i say diet i mean calorie deficit Mm -hmm. all this stuff 
um, diet from a place of love. And I actually wrote this in my daily email today, um, which is coming out this evening. Do subscribe. Do subscribe. Um, is has any coach that you've ever worked with or any company that you've worked with to try and lose weight known your name? known where you live, know anything about you. So what I'm getting at here is people sign up, sign up to Slimming World. Mm-hmm. People sign up to the gym. People sign up to big companies where, mm-hmm. yeah, they might get lots of shake stuff sent to them. They get recipe books. They get all this. But if the coach doesn't know the individual's name, it's not a personalised process. It's not a personalised course. It doesn't make you feel loved. Almost like not one size, one size fits all. Yeah. Almost just exactly. smush you into a, a mould. At the end of the day, we are humans and we need TLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when it comes to dieting. And I think that is a one massive thing that is missing in the dieting industry and why there's a lot of yo-yo dieters out there because they don't feel wanted. They don't feel loved. They don't feel valued. Mm-hmm. And it's the same. Like if you go to work and you don't feel valued at work, you do a worse job. I've got another question for you, Steph. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, lowballing you? Yeah. Let's so go. what that means? We'll go yeah, there. Yeah. Well, sports analogies. So. Um, oh yes. Why do you think people who probably know and they have the resources there? Uh, do yo-yo diet still I've got an example I work with a, a woman who is she's desperate to lose weight and she'll try everything and she's I've seen her eat um, a honey and I've seen her um, drink a pickle juice and all sorts but she knows the process she knows how to do it why do you think people like that yo-yo diet I think they want the quick fix mm-hmm. and the other in the same breath I hand on heart don't actually think they want it enough they say they want it yeah and but are they willing to put in the hard work and the effort and the consistency and the answer is usually they think they do yeah but they don't for the sake of the podcast i just done like a little finger gun at steph because i was really feeling what she said yeah Yeah. to run up the first ever edition of uh to be named podcast but we're calling it food is life podcast Mm. because that's what it is um, is so the initial question was magic pill or go through the struggle now Steph round it all up for us look there's lots of wannabe magic pills out there mm-hmm. we know that people spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on trying to lose weight every month every year the reality is and I'm going to tell you and I'm always going to give you the unsexy advice because not enough people give it <sighs> It takes hard work. It takes consistency. It takes a calorie deficit. And last but definitely not least, it's worth it in the end. That I can promise you. Facts. That I can promise Big you. Big facts. Yeah, and that, that just gets my heart racing just oh, talking about it now. She's so passionate. Oh. If you could see her face now, <laughs> you would not want to see it. No, yeah. I mean, you would. Look at me. Yeah, well. Maybe. Face yes. for radio. Face for a podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to uh, the first ever Food is Life podcast uh, with me, your co-host, Jambo. Do follow me on Instagram uh, at jambo.the.great. I need all the followers I can get. And just to finish off, please do follow on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. We are going everywhere. Um, You can also sign up to my email list via that, so I send daily emails all nutrition content, all the stuff that we've spoken about today and more and more and more. It's all at foodislife.nutrition on all the channels. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye Bye-bye-bye.